It's hard to feel alone. Sometimes loneliness is easy enough to fix. You can send out a few messages, set up some times to hang out, or try a new sport or activity to meet new people. But then there's a deeper, more permeating loneliness that isn't so easy to heal. It's that gnawing feeling that no one really knows you. And if they did, you wouldn't be loved or accepted. No matter how hard you try to cover it up, laugh it off, or retreat into silence, that desire to be known and loved for who you are sticks close to you wherever you go and in whatever you do. Proverbs 19.22 says, What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. This verse teaches us that what we all want most, more than any achievement, any amount of popularity or pleasure, is to feel unconditionally loved for who we are. That's why no matter what's going on in life, no matter our circumstances or the condition of our relationships, the second part of this scripture rings true. It is better to be poor than to lie about who we are and end up alone. God is filled with unfailing love, but if we want to experience it, we have to open up those real parts of our hearts. And that can be easier said than done. How do we stay open about who we are when it leaves us vulnerable to being hurt, rejected, or misunderstood? Huh? Hebrews 4.15 tells us that Jesus understands this struggle because he experienced all the same testings and weaknesses we do. That means that we can come to him unafraid of judgment or rejection because he gets it. Let's look at a time Jesus had to choose to be vulnerable and what came as a result of his decision. Matthew 26, verse 36 to 38. Then Jesus went with his followers to a place called Gethsemane. He said to them, sit here while I go there and pray. He told Peter and the two sons of Zebedee to come with him. Then he began to be very sad and troubled. Jesus said to Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, my heart is so heavy with grief. I feel as if I am dying. Wait here and stay awake with me. Imagine how Jesus must be feeling in this moment. He brings his friends to the Garden of Gethsemane, a place he has often gone to pray, a place he can let down completely with God. As he slows to a stop, he becomes overwhelmed with emotion. He knows what's going to happen soon. He's going to be betrayed by one of his best friends, abandoned by his other friends, accused and spat on by people he cared for, and eventually brutally tortured and killed on a cross. He also knows that this is what he came to do, to die for each of our sins so that nothing would separate us from God. But now that it's close, it's become more real and it's hard. In other translations of this passage, we learn that Jesus felt anguished, distressed, and crushed with grief. Take a minute to think about how you would deal with strong emotions like that if you were in Jesus's shoes. How do you respond when you're faced with strong, deep emotions that are hard to deal with? In this moment, Jesus does two things. He tells his friends and he decides to pray. These may sound like simple choices, but they can be hard. Luckily, we can learn a lot from Jesus that can help us be vulnerable too. Most of what we make here at Deep Spirituality comes from what we are working on ourselves. So we brought in the writer of today's mini quiet time, Alexis Colvin, to share with us a little bit about why she chose this passage and what she's been learning from it. 
Yeah, all right. So first of all, full disclosure, being real with my emotions is so not a talent of mine. It's super easy for me to stay in my comfort zone in my friendships by telling jokes, sending TikToks, giving really good advice when they're being vulnerable. But, you know, go figure, that way of thinking has caused some problems and started really coming to a head over the last couple of weeks. I'm learning that when I care more about not feeling the pain of being wrong or messy than I do about being close, my friends feel that for me. In the same week, one of my good friends told me that when I try to present myself totally perfect, she feels useless as a friend. Then my boyfriend shared how sad he feels when he can't get past the walls that I put up. I actually desperately really want to be known and loved for who I am, but I'm so afraid that who I am is just too much for people. I feel so insecure all the time about how I look, how I compare to other people, how I come across. I'm constantly overthinking and freaking out about everything and that it's exhausting for me and so I think it would be for other people too. I tell myself that I'm fine being alone, I don't actually need anyone, but I'm terrified that if I really admitted how weak I felt, I would just end up broken in pieces on the floor. And so that's why this time in Jesus' life really stood out to me. Even though he was a strong, faithful leader, he so freely shared his deepest, most intimate emotions. I have a hard time just saying I feel insecure, and so here's Jesus so willingly sharing how anguished he was and how soul-crushing his pain was. He didn't try to fake it to appear strong, he didn't feel like he needed to prove himself to his friends, he just was himself. So when I read this, I realized I have to do what Jesus did here. I have to turn to God with my real emotions and pray about how weak I really feel every day or else those walls are just going right back up. When I trust that God can and will pick up those pieces, I'm a lot more willing to be vulnerable with people too. Thanks, Alexis. Let's see what Jesus does with all those emotions he feels. Matthew 26, verse 39. Then Jesus went on a little farther away from them. He fell to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, don't make me drink from this cup, but do what you want, not what I want. Jesus is honest with God about what he wants. He doesn't want to have to suffer. He doesn't want to go through the intense emotional or spiritual or physical pain that's about to come his way. But as he takes all his emotions to God, he also decides to trust God's plan. He says, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Have you ever done something you really didn't want to do because someone you trust and respect tells you it'll work? Jesus' prayer is powerful because he combines his vulnerability with a deep trust in God's goodness, God's power, and God's plan. Remember that Jesus' best friends are watching him falling to the ground as he prays. Let's see how they respond to his vulnerability. Matthew 26, verse 40 to 41. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. All of our worst case scenarios surrounding vulnerability seem to come true for Jesus. He pours his heart out to his friends, lets them into one of his weakest moments, and they fall asleep. It seems as though this confirms that we can't always rely on people. They really come up short when we need them sometimes. But Luke 22:45 gives us a little more info, telling us that the disciples fall asleep exhausted by sorrow. <laughs> they feel so sad about what their friend is going through that they don't know what to do with all of their emotions. It's not that they don't care, it's just that they're human. 
In this moment, Jesus could easily choose to harden his heart, and we would understand why. But because he first turns to God with his deep emotions, he is able to understand his friends, stay open with them, and help them, and us, turn to God too. Let's finish out Matthew 26 and learn what happened as a result of Jesus' vulnerability. Matthew 26, 42 to 46. Then Jesus went away a second time and prayed, My Father, if I must do this and it is not possible for me to escape it, then I pray that what you want will be done. Then he went back to the followers. Again, he found them sleeping. They could not stay awake. So he left them and went away one more time and prayed. This third time he prayed, he said the same thing. Then Jesus went back to the followers and said, Are you still sleeping and resting? The time has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the control of sinful men. Stand up, we must go. Here comes the one who will hand me over. Jesus turns to God three times to handle his difficult emotions. By the end of his third prayer, he is resolved, confident, and ready to face anything that comes his way. If you keep reading the story of his journey to the cross, you see that he stays open and vulnerable, even in the midst of pain. The strength to do this comes from his willingness to pour out his heart to God and rely on him in prayer and let his friends come with him. So even in Jesus' darkest moments, he is not alone. What holds you back from being vulnerable? What might be different in your life if you embraced vulnerability with God and others like Jesus did? Set aside some time today to let down with God in prayer about some of the strong emotions you feel. Then let a friend in and ask for their help. No matter what you're going through, you'll find strength in knowing you don't have to go through it alone. That wraps up the podcast for today. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review. Have any questions or stories you want to hear? Drop us a line at podcast at deepspirituality.com. This mini quiet time is a Deep Spirituality original podcast. It was written by Alexis Colvin, produced by Kenzo Chua, and voiced by me, Amy Query. 